So now the relationships piece, right? So you know how to make reels, you know how to make content. I just gave you a little sneak peek into how I make stories and side note back on stories really quick. Your first story should always have a poll to invite people to the conversation. Thank you, Jordan. Hello, everyone. I am Julia Guerreri, and I'm really excited to speak today. And I really wanted to open the conversation with this quote that I read recently. And it said, the money you're leaving on the table is the focus you're not giving to the one thing that matters most. And the reason why I want to open with this is because this is something that I've seen present in my life for a while. And it first started in January 2020 when I found out that I was $25,000 in debt. And I was working as a financial advisor by day, and this is what I was doing on the weekends. I was actually asking people around my neighborhood if they had any donation, like donation bags of clothes that I could sell to pay off my debt. And you know, my mom was not so happy because we're basically in the middle of the pandemic Right, well, this January 2020, I found out this was around like March, April, we're in the middle of the pandemic and I'm sorting through other people's junk to pay off my debt because my job at the time wasn't giving me enough money to be able to pay this off. And I didn't want this feeling of having this debt hanging over me. So I was selling thrifted clothes. I was selling my own clothes. I was texting my family members and I was really honest about it. You know, this conversation about integrity. And I was like, hey, the donation centers are closed right now because of COVID. So can I sell your clothes? And then whatever I don't sell, I'll donate for you after. So before that, in January, I got this bill right in the mail. And this was like a few days after I'd graduated. I graduated a semester early. And I got this bill in the mail and I felt like my life was over. And that was like one of the first times in my life that I felt like I hit a rock bottom because I didn't really know, you know, there wasn't a clear conversation about student loans and money. And I kind of just felt like all this scarcity, this fear. And I was like, but I'm a financial advisor. Like I'm studying to get licensed for these exams. I'm gonna give people financial advice and I'm not standing in my own integrity. And that was something really challenging for me mentally. So I started doing what anyone would do, anxiously Google searching how to make money online, right? I know, who's guilty of it, right? Okay. <laughs> so after that, by September 2020, I paid off my entire debt. And it all was because I started this Poshmark Instagram page where I was really honest about my story. Now, I wasn't telling people that I was in debt because I was really ashamed of it at the time. And I was just telling people, hey guys, I have this store and I'd love for you to buy from me. And I started building a community on Instagram. And I was too afraid to post on my personal account. So I made this separate account and I kind of just went ghost on my personal account because I didn't really want people to know. And I started to build this community of resellers, other people who thrifted. And if you don't know, this like thrifting reseller community is massive. And I couldn't even believe it. Like at the time, 2020, like it felt so niche that I didn't realize that there were so many people that did this. So by April of 2021, I used the same strategy to grow my personal account. So I realized that I was able to pay off this debt by funneling all of my Instagram traffic to my Poshmark store. Now, at the time, I was only selling shirts for $10, $20, but then I thought about it and I was like, well, what about if I just posted this same kind of content on my personal page and I could start building a lifestyle brand? 
So as you can see, it says New York City blogger. So I moved into my first apartment in New York City and I was like, I am going to be the influencer of New York City. I'm gonna be the biggest blogger, the biggest influencer, and that was my dream at the time. So I started working with some of the biggest brands, some of them that you probably know, and I started doing paid, paid sponsorships, sponsored posts. So I was using this same strategy to grow my personal account. I started working with some of the biggest brands, and then on the side, because now I could barely afford my rent in New York City, that I was offering social media management services to local businesses. So I kind of knew that I had something going with Instagram, with social media, and I wanted to make it bigger. So like I said, at this point in time, I now had a strategy that worked for content creators, small businesses, done for you service agencies, and coaches. So simultaneously, I was coaching and I was sharing about my story about becoming debt free and moving to New York City with this personal brand and really starting to expand and grow a community on my story. So I talked a lot about manifestation and I branded myself as a mindset and manifestation coach because that's all I knew. I knew that paying off $25,000 of debt in six months in the middle of the pandemic really didn't make sense logically for people. So I talked about how I infused mindset and manifestation and work ethic and I started to build my personal brand. Now, what I didn't realize right back when I was in debt was that I had an unfair advantage. I didn't have any money to spend on paid ads, so I had to do something that would cost me $0 but have high return. So Naval Ravikant says there's four types of leverage, media, code, capital, and labor. I didn't have capital. I couldn't afford labor. I didn't know how to code, so I leveraged media. And like I said, at first, I did this as an influencer, but I quickly realized that influencing was like a freelance job versus my own business. And I didn't realize that as an influencer, I was really reliant on someone else, and this is when I realized that I wanted something that was my own, but I still loved storytelling and building a community and social media management. So during 2022, I wanted to get out of this side hustle hamster wheel. I was coaching, I was selling courses, I was offering social media management, influencing, web design, graphics design, literally everything under the sun. I just wanted to try it all. It was my throw spaghetti at the wall era. And I didn't realize that the money I left on the table was the focus I didn't give to the one thing that mattered most. So remember when I shared with you guys about how I was in debt and I paid it off within six months? It's because that's all I focused on. I didn't care about anything else. I wasn't in a relationship. I wasn't going out. I wasn't spending any money because I didn't have any money. I just focused on paying off my debt and I just focused on selling my clothes on Poshmark. That's it. So in 2023, this year, I decided to double down on what I knew best. And it's these four things. Content creation, building relationships, making sales, and changing lives. And that's what I'm here to teach you today. These four things. So this year alone, right, when I reiterated that quote to myself, I nearly doubled my following. I pivoted my niche, moving away from mindset and manifestation, and I reverse engineered the Instagram algorithm, and I found my edge, I found my voice. And that was a big part of what George was sharing today, where when I decided to really just kind of cut through the noise on social media is when my brand started to explode. So you probably can't see it here, it's a bit small, but in January 
of this year, I had about 37,000 followers, and now I have upwards of 64,000. So that's all organic growth. I don't do paid ads. This is all a conversation about organic social media growth. I don't have a social media manager. It's just me, storytelling, building community. Who dreads posting on social media? Raise your hand. Who thinks about, oh, I should just hire someone? Raise your hand. So I thought these same things too until I started to make it a lifestyle. Especially as I started to grow my business, I realized that I wasn't gonna have time for social media. I wasn't gonna have time for posting reels and stories and all the things. But every time I outsourced it, it didn't feel like me. And I really struggled to find someone who could represent my voice in a way that was me. So what I realized is I kind of had to make it a lifestyle instead of making it a chore. And then I started building relationships. So I realized I was getting all these eyeballs on my content, right? Millions of views per month. So I started to build relationships with those people. Now, it would be ideal for me to comment back to thousands of comments and thousands of DMs, but that's not humanly possible unless I wanna spend 24 hours a day on my phone, which I actually only spend about 30 minutes on Instagram a day. So I started automating the first step of my relationships and I started humanizing the second step. So I started to create backend funnels and systems to actually build relationships with the community instead of saying, well, now the brand is too big, so I can't connect with people. And then the sales were a byproduct of those first two pieces, content and relationships. So this one strategy that I'm teaching you today generated over half a million dollars in just the past six months for my company. And it 5.5 extra revenue from this time last year. And my favorite one is it 16x our revenue since January. So you can't see it, it's a bit small, but in January, we did about $8,000 for the month. In October, we did 140,000 from this one strategy. And my favorite part of it all is the transformation we've been able to provide. So getting messages like this is why I personally do what I do. Because I realized all that matters at the end of the day is what you leave people with. Who are people, what are people gonna remember about you? My mom always says, people don't remember what you say, but they remember how you make them feel. So to me, that's the most important. So when you're thinking social media is a chore, or you're thinking, I don't wanna post, what about all of the transformations that you're robbing your people of? And that's what I remind myself of every single day. So, these are the only four things that matter in any business. Because I've worked with many different types of businesses, and this is what I've realized. It's your content, it's your relationships, it's your sales, and it's your transformations. Now, this strategy is not for the ego, it's not how to go viral. So all that matters is your, your content, right, your lead gen, I call it content because we're just talking organic social media, your relationships, your sales, and your transformations.
So another hard lesson I had to learn and I have to tell people every day is that your likes and your views do not equal cash. It's monopoly money. So this conversation today is about conversion, converting your content to cash by reaching millions of people for free using Instagram organic marketing that everyone here is capable of doing today because all it requires is you and your voice and your transformation that you provide to people every single day. So for example, what I like to focus on is building a community brand. So when we think about a personal brand, it's like, oh, I have to show up, I have to do the coaching. You kind of get in a hamster wheel a little bit because you're like, well, what about if I have a sick day or what about this? So what we're trying to build is a person-facing brand, but with a community backed behind you. So if you have a product-based business, we want some faces on there. We want to see people because people connect with people. People don't connect with businesses. They connect with the story, with the person behind it. So building it as a personal brand, but on the back end, it's a community. It's peer-to-peer -peer conversations. So, for example, in the past 90 days, I just pulled this screenshot when making these slides. I reached 2.2 million non-followers. And if you see that box, 0% from ads. All organic. That would cost a lot of money in paid ads, right? So what I wanna teach you today is my content to cash strategy, the 100% Instagram organic funnel to start, grow, and monetize a community brand. So who here has felt like if you're a personal brand, you have to be online 24 seven, always showing up, picture perfect, so you give people what they want. Who's felt like that? Yeah, I see some hands going up. Well, me too. And then I got kind of stuck because I was like, well, I have a coaching business, so that requires me to coach. Well, what about when, I don't know, maybe I'm gonna have kids one day and my kid's sick and I can't show up for a couple days. Does that mean the business can't run? So that's when I started to realize that I needed to build a community brand. And I needed to build something that was bigger than myself. So on the content side, this is for business owners using Instagram organic marketing for lead generation. So when you're thinking to yourself, I don't wanna show up today, I don't wanna post. Think about the millions and millions of people that could be watching your reel and the leads you could be generating. And what I'm teaching you today is the fastest way to create content efficiently for your business. Because this really is a quantity and a quality game. It's not one or the other. So I'm gonna give you my viral reels formula and what's working right now on the platform. So it's my five-step formula. This is the juice. You might wanna write this down. It starts with having your hook on screen, visibly that people can read it, big and bold, your secondary hook in the caption, timely transitions, there needs to be movement, something catching to the eye, captivating copy, and then a triple threat CTA. So right now, right, I'm here speaking to you, I'm still getting thousands and thousands of views without trading my time for money, my time for views because past posts are pushing because of my actions that I took the week before I got here. And this is the great thing about the platform. 
Okay, so this reel that I'm breaking down for you guys got 1.9 million plays, and I'm gonna show you exactly why. So first step is the hook on the screen. So even though this presentation may be far from you, you can still read it, and it's very clear and it's very simple, right? So this font is big, it's bold, and it's Instagram native. So when you look at this font, you're like, this video's from Instagram. That's very important. I'm not teaching you to be fancy, I'm teaching you to turn your content to cash, okay? And then there's a hook in the caption. So the very first word of this caption is here, down arrow. Now the reason why I did that is because it's direct and it captures your attention. I didn't have to say, read my caption. I just told you directly. So the, the hook is the one viral hook that got me 1.9 million views. And then the first word of the caption is here. So now, not just that, but there's also a trending audio on this sound. So you, you right, see where it says step two hook in the caption? Right to the right of it, it says here. This is like the Instagram caption. So when you see the first line of the caption, it says here. It's the first line of the caption in the app. And then you have to expand it. So when you click on the word, it expands. And I'll show you that in the next slide. So it's the hook on the screen. It's the hook in the caption. So the one viral hook that got me 1.9 million views here. Now it's also important, right, that you have movement. So when the beat drops of this song, I picked my head up from reading the magazine. So people are waiting. There's anticipation. So the music and the momentum is very important to your content creation, right? So that's the transition, the third part of the formula, okay? So now when you expand on the caption, right? It says here, and then we expand. Now it goes into the copy. Now you can't see it that clearly here, but we'll send you the slides. There's my triple threat CTA. So I actually have three calls to action in this caption. And the first call to action says, before I teach this to you, don't forget to save this post for later. Because when you're scrolling on Instagram, how long are you spending on a reel? Maximum five minutes. You're not gonna remember it. You're gonna have to go back to it. So you have to tell people what you want them to do on social media. And you don't just tell them once, you don't just tell them twice, you tell them three times. Because by the third time, they'll actually listen. So. Being direct in your copy is so important. Now, the Instagram algorithm prioritizes saves. So I'm not just saying this for their benefit, but I'm also saying this to continually push this post in the algorithm. Now, the copy is long. So the more someone stays on your post, the more Instagram is gonna push it because they want people to stay on their platform. So for all my productivity and efficiency lovers, you could literally put an entire email in a caption. All of my captions can be repurposed into emails. Um, I wouldn't say it is the best, but sometimes I even go too long and Instagram's like, you don't have any characters left. So I kind of just go off of that. Cause the longer the better, cause the more someone has to read it. But I also want to double down on the fact that you have to be telling a story, right? In an email, right? You, you have the opener, the middle, the end. And I like to follow a three act structure, right? The character faces conflict, right? The climax, and then the character is overcome or overcomes. 
So that's kind of what I follow in my copy. Great question. So I would say like quick tips that are digestible, right? So for someone to stay on your caption, you have to give them something that's worth it. So what I've found works really well for my niche, which is right, helping content creators and business owners turn their content to cash. What I've found is quick digestible tips that they could just go and actually implement right then and there. So if I say, don't forget to do a secondary hook in all your captions, they're gonna save this post and then maybe they're gonna go edit one of their reels. So what is something that is a quick win that they can actually take action on right after they read your caption. And better yet, give them four or five so they save it, and the next time they go to create content, in my example, they're gonna first pull up my video, like George said he does. So you have to think about what would someone save? The amount of times I've gotten comments on my posts of people saying this could have been a masterclass, that's when you've won. The three-act structure three-act structure, so the character faces conflict, the climax, right, the turning point, and then the character is overcome or overcomes. So what about for someone who's feeling stuck? Maybe they have anxiety, they have worry, they have fear, they have trauma. But if they change their wardrobe or they do spring cleaning and then we tie it back to your product at the end, that's how you tell the story because you're not selling clothing, you're selling how somebody feels and how they can express themselves and they can dance and be embodied in their message when they wear your t-shirt. So that's also a great example, right? Where people aren't buying the product, they're buying how it makes them feel, the transformation. So when you're creating content for your product, what is the transformation you're trying to give to people at the end. How do you want them to walk away feeling it? Right, so one of my clients, she teaches about non-toxic living. It reminded me of the clothing, non-toxic living. So a hook that I gave her in one of our calls for my course was, do you know you're burning toxins in your home? Because she wanted to promote her affiliate link for non-toxic candles. So it's like, that's the story that we wanna double down on. So really, I invite you all to tap into your creativity when you're creating content and not so much just trying to copy or see what's working because yes, there are frameworks, yes, there are things that are proven to work, but the only way they work is when you double down on your message in alignment with the frameworks that are proven to work. Because I've tried the copy and paste thing and I was in a rut for like a year and a half, two years with my content. And I was like, I couldn't even watch it. I'm like, this is boring. So if I felt that way, imagine how the people consuming felt. And this is also another piece on, on the content side, right before we go into relationships, is content and creativity is energy. And I really believe that's why it never worked for me with a social media management agency. And it never worked with me as a personal brand because it's my message and it's my story. So for me this morning, if you guys pull up my Instagram, you'll see that I started my day having coffee and breakfast. And I put on my story, hey guys, guess what today is? I'm speaking at the Lighthouse Business Accelerator event and who wants to see behind the scenes? 
That took me 30 seconds. And this is what I mean when I say making content a lifestyle. So now the relationships piece, right? So you know how to make reels, you know how to make content. I just gave you a little sneak peek into how I make stories and side note back on stories really quick. Your first story should always have a poll to invite people to the conversation. So if you look on my story today, who wants to see B-roll behind the scenes of the event? Me, or you are gonna do it anyways, right? Make it fun, make it exciting, make it inviting and something general. You don't wanna be too specific because remember, you're just opening the container, okay? So now relationships. So in all of my captions, you will see I am extremely repetitive. And I tried to ignore this for so long. For so long, I was like, I don't wanna be the person who always has the same thing, blah, 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 blah. And then I realized from my dear friend, George, that consistency and congruency is the most important thing in your marketing and your messaging. So if you go to all my captions, you will see a pretty synonymous call to action. And another reason being is because this is how you build a relationship. If I'm today talking about this and tomorrow talking about something completely different, will you trust me? Probably not. So this is where we have the triple threat CTA in every single caption. And you can mix it up, you can change it. I'm always coming out with new free trainings, new free courses. But remember, the people who are consuming your videos, you're inviting them to opt in. And better yet, if you use my viral reels formula, you're gonna be reaching new people every single day. So when you think, well, my followers saw this yesterday, unfortunately, your videos are not going out to them. It's mostly going out to new people. So if we even come back, in my viral video, I reached 1.1 non-followers only 13,000 of my 60 plus thousand followers, 13,000. So if I didn't put my call to action there, I would have missed out on so many people that could have opted into my email list. So now the greatest secret of them all is ManyChat. Is anyone using ManyChat in their business? Who's not using ManyChat? Raise your hand. Okay, my friends. This is gonna be a good one. So I actually, um, yeah, I was on their affiliate. They literally just kicked me out as I started talking about them more, but I still believe in them, so it's okay. So automate with money chat. Now, there's kind of some mixed feelings about this because we don't wanna automate the relationship too much. And this is something where I've struggled a lot, where it's like, where am I standing out of integrity and where am I building and growing my business for efficiency and productivity? So. What I've done is I've created this process where we start with the automation and then we end with the humanization. So the automation will never take over for the humans. And if you wanna look at my conversion rates from how we convert when we use ManyChat or when we have a human in there, or I send a video or a voice note, the video and the voice note always wins, okay? So we need to humanize the process. Now, like I said, we're gonna show the slides, but let me just expand on what, what this is saying for you. So the first message they receive, I tell them it's my bot. I say, this is Julia's bot assistant. So this message here says, Julia's bot assistant here. We're pumped to have you in the free course, how to turn your story into a 10K a month online business, because that's my ideal client. Click the button below to join. 
P.S. Have a question, just hit reply, and Julia will get back to you as soon as possible. Okay? Now, they click the, the URL, then we go in there and we say, hey, Bruna, I'm so pumped to have you inside. I'm curious to get to know you better. What do you do? How many influencers or creators with 50,000 plus followers are sending that follow-up message? Zero. And I don't say that for me. I say that to remind you that the missed opportunities in your business are the simplest ones. So this is a mix between me and my team. So now, right, because we also have to think about how is this scalable? So this is where we mix between me and my team. And when we're feeling the conversation is dry, I'll go with the voice note. I'll go with the video message. There's no bookings on the calendar for sales calls. Okay, we haven't humanized it enough. Go in with the videos. Go in with the free value. So we're always listening. And I think this is where like consciousness and awareness really comes in. Because I'll talk with my friends with multi-million dollar course businesses. And they're like, Julia, how do you have an 80% show rate on your sales calls? How are you getting this much reach? And it's because we're just being human and we just care. Like, honestly, that's like the only secret. Now, this is how every single day we're booking calls for our paid products and services. Now, we have a lot of different pathways for people because we have a lot of different conversations. So when we're able to automate with ManyChat and then we humanize the process afterwards, now we have a pool of people to connect with every single day. So if we get 200 opt-ins today and we get 50 tomorrow, we can go back to that pool of 200 people and go send voice notes and video messages. So sometimes people will ask us, they'll be like, is this your bot? Is this Julia? And I'll be like, yeah, like this is me. That's voice note opportunity. Another thing you can do is you can just go in there and you can say, hey, this is Julia. This isn't my bot anymore, right? Something like that. Or if you have a team member in there, you can say, hey, you know, Julia has her hands full right now, so I'm gonna pick up this conversation, but like, I'm a real human, right? You ever go on those chatbots on customer service websites and they're like, this is a real human or like, this isn't automated, like that's really what you should be doing. Yeah. yeah, you can, but I think this is where it's like that fine line of like, when do you want the automation to do it and when do you want the real human to do it? Right. Yeah, you can do that. And I think that's why ManyChat's awesome because there's so much room to play with. Like there's so much creativity that can happen there. There now like everyone's using ManyChat. Like years ago, like there wasn't this many users. So they're adding so many new features. So like that's even a great opportunity too. Exactly. And you can have more in-depth flows. So like you can, like we also have another flow where someone just comes into our inbox with the keyword, I'm ready. It'll be like, where are you based out of in the world? which like what is your current income in your business zero 5k 10k because these are like the main people we work with if they click zero they go this way 5k this way 10k this way 10k goes to book a call 5k goes here zero goes to the podcast or something okay so this is how right we're booking calls in our case because that's what we're selling so it's also really important i want to go back a second is where you have to really understand what is your intention in the DMs because every business's intention is different. So for my company, which is an online education company, and we sell our program by call, we're only setting by DM. We're not selling by DM. So I think it's, we have to understand what is the end goal? What is the end transformation?
So like in our situation, right, we're selling courses and coaching. So we're setting a call, but we're actually having the sales conversation on the sales call. So the setting is just, right, that pre-screening, right? Is this even something you're interested in, right? Yeah, financial qualification is important, but are they interest qualified? Is this something that is even worth getting on a call for? Yeah, we don't do that because right now, like our focus is just on selling our one program. Like right now, our only intention is to sell our one program. But because we're building so many people on our list, then like, for example, now I have Black Friday coming. I have a list of 11,000 people that I haven't offered anything but a call to. So it's like having those deposits as well of like, okay, this has just been our one thing. And that's actually a great question because the one focus that I've had this entire year to see those results is from one call to action, book a call. And I think that's actually been a huge opportunity for us where like people are like, oh, I want to learn more about this. And then if it's not for them, now when I come out with these Black Friday offers, I haven't sold anything else. She has a question about um, the calls to action in content posts. All of our sales are back-end. And this is why another, I think, huge, huge opportunity on social media is when you show up as a creator and you sell like a CEO on the back-end. So show up as a creator, right? So, and this is really the missing link that I've seen that the people who are the best creators, they don't really have businesses behind them. And the people who are the best businesses they're like, eh, I don't really want to be a creator. I don't have time for that. So this strategy is to help you show up as a creator, but be a CEO on the back end. So right now, I have a team of five people. So they see me, they see my content, they see my stories, which takes me 30 minutes a day. A voice note here and there, my mantra is, instead of scrolling, I'm going to go in my DM and send voice notes and video messages. Instead of scrolling, I'm going to go make a reel for the day. So this, this, this content to cash funnel allows me to be doing the things like a CEO, but on the front end, they see the creator. They see the personal, the personal side. This is the whole model, and I want to kind of go back to just sum it all up, is really coming back to these four things of content, relationships, sales and transformation content relationship sales and transformation and your transformation can look like courses coaching products services whatever it is but when you think about your offer how is it helping somebody transform how are they going from their current situation to their desired situation and your offer is bridging the gap so when you think of it like this your content, your sales, your customer journey, your many chat flows, what is the transformation and the intent of what you're doing? And that clarity brings us back to focus. And when we just focus on one simple transformation, you'll always win because it's clear. So when you're asking the how, right? Well, what should my call to action be? Well, what is the transformation you're providing in that post? Well, what should my content be for my clothing brand? Well, how is someone going to find value in it? The transformation, how it's going to make them feel. So everything that we do is always one specific transformation 
So for example, if we're not booking enough calls and I go in the DMs and I realize that they were trying to sell, but that wasn't not, that's not what they're supposed to do in the DMs. What they're supposed to do in the DMs is build a relationship to set them up for the sale. So that's why they weren't booking calls because they forgot about what was the one specific transformation and the intent.